From a fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish seller in Taipei, the people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. I do hope you enjoyed that medley of noises from here in Taiwan. You can actually really hear those when you're walking up and down the street. Uh, up next for you, I have a status update and hashtag Taiwan. Rather, I have hashtag Taiwan and status update in that order. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in a Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we talk about some of the news that doesn't make it onto our website. If you're joining us on our Facebook live stream, today is Monday, November 15th. If you're coming to us, if we're coming to you via shortwave, today is actually Tuesday, November 16th, by the power of delay. <laughs> uh, today's docket uh, of stories, we've got some pretty interesting stories for you. Number one is someone hospitalizes themselves eating ramen. Now, I'm not talking about the instant noodle ramen. I'm actually talking about the actual Japanese ramen, which is one of my favorite foods. So oh, one of mine as well. I have a mm -hmm. personal investment in this story, yes. Tomash, to figure out I have why double. this person we'll get to that. Uh, hospitalized themselves eating said food. Uh, next is next month, Taiwan will be voting on four referendums. That's right. And uh, referendum season is heating up. Now, votes and elections are something people in Taiwan take very, very seriously. Oh, yeah. Uh, not just the vote itself, but the lead-up to the vote is a very, very, very tense affair. Which is ultimately a good thing. I, I mean, it's a good hallmark of democracy, right? That people right. are very yeah. involved with the politics and they care about the issues. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the third story we have is Taiwan has been selected to host a worldwide pride event. And that's great because Taiwan's, you know, very pro, um, you know, pro-pride pro mm -hmm. or pro-LGBTQ+. Right. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Uh, but there's something that from the organizer that isn't very kosher in Taiwan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it. They made a boo-boo. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Do not go away. I just want to say hi to some of our listeners who are tuning in on Facebook. Jen Delari says, Been a fan of y'all's way before here in Taiwan showed up on Facebook. And that was when I commented because Jen Delari mm -hmm. on Facebook is a five-year follower of right. yeah, yeah. on Facebook. And if you haven't followed fa us on Facebook, what are you doing? You follow us on <laughs> exactly. Facebook. You get more of this going on. Mm -hmm. You get more of the Tomash and the Leslie and Stash. And other people good. as well. Um, and, you know, you can find us on Taiwan Insider on Facebook or you can yep. find us on Radio Taiwan International. Mm -hmm. If YouTube's YouTube more your channel, bag, yeah. baby, you go to RTI English. We also have a Twitter. Yeah. We have no, two we, Twitters. We do, yeah. Taiwan Insider and uh, ENG Radio Taiwan. That's right. Uh, Nazir C says, Aslamu alaykum, alaykum o aslam. And he says, hi, Tomash and Leslie, more energetic as usual. Well, we like to keep things... We like to keep, keep the blood pumping, the energy. It helps high also that the resident on Monday, uh, phlegmatic British person yeah. is upstairs. Hey, it's May Lin. <laughs> Hello, May. Says. 
May is a follower of mine, and it's good to see her. I think this is the first Hi, time May. I've seen her on uh, here in Taiwan. Anyway, okay, so let's go into the first story, mm-hmm. um, Tomash, because you and I, we're enthusiasts of Japanese ramen. That's right. And um, do you have a, because, f- you know, there's many types of Japanese ramen. That, they have mm-hmm. seaweed broth, yep. pork broth, mm-hmm. garlic broth, miso broth. There's all also delicious. Like, yeah, all kinds. And we're not talking about... Um, you know, the instant noodle type ramen, because mm-hmm. that's no. kind of oh, yeah, interchangeable, yeah. especially if you're in the United States. Yeah, for, for whatever reason in the, the Anglophone world, ramen became synonymous with instant noodles, yeah. which is a crime. Bizarre. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. It, so if you are like me and you came to Asia thinking that what you were eating as instant noodles is ramen, and then you see a ramen shop and you're like... I don't want to eat that. You know, that's instant noodles. Yeah, it's instant no. noodles. No. Do yourself a favor and go in and try that deliciousness that is real, genuine ramen. It it's, is very good. And the, it's come. The, it's a food that I've come to love. Yeah, it's the idea is the same. It's noodles and soup. But comparing instant ramen to actual ramen prepared by an actual person is like comparing a cutout of a person with the person. Yeah, and then, um, so, okay, so this is what I'm talking about, because Taiwan and Japan are very close vicinity to mm-hmm. each other, and uh, Jap- people, people also love, love Japanese food, yeah. so or Japanese these, food in general. these exclusive ramen chains, which usually are only in Taiwan, uh, only in Japan, mm-hmm. they come to Taiwan they first do, yeah. a lot, and um, there's actually an area of Taipei City, which is known to have a lot of Japanese people, which yep. is... Uh, the Zongsan District. Yeah, I used to and live that there. Pl- did you? Yeah. Okay, because that place has a lot of Japanese food, and that, that place oh, has yeah. a, a lot of Japanese people. <laughs> and most of the ramen restaurants that come, they go there first. Now, I want to talk to you about one place called... Um, oh, I wonder if my Japanese can... Uh, if my Japanese stays alive. It's called Kikanbo, okay. I believe. And Kikanbo. in Chinese, it's called Guijingbang. Now, mm-hmm. Guijingbang is known for... Um, Spicy noodles. Spicy noodles, right? Okay. Now okay. we're talking. Now we're talking. Now you've done a spicy noodle challenge. Tell me about that. Where was this? Was it at this place? There is a restaurant that um, I will advertise, Yes. actually, because if you're in Taipei and you feel like hurting yourself... Uh, <laughs> you feel like hurting yourself? <laughs> go check it out. I mean, the food is delicious, provided you don't actually do the challenge. So what they do is they have a, a challenge that is all about eating spicy noodles. Yeah. You... Pay 500, no, sorry, it's free if you win or actually you get money. You win 500 NT, which is what, like $17, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, you are have to eat a bowl of very spicy noodles. And when I say very spicy, I'm not exaggerating. The, um, I am and have been an aficionado of spicy cuisine yeah. since I was a kid. And I thought that was going to be nothing. I saw some YouTube videos. I thought, oh, eating a bowl of noodles, half an hour, you can drink whatever you want. You can eat other things as well if that helps you. Mm -hmm. What you can't do is leave the premises. That's it. That's the only thing. And if you finish in half an hour, your name goes on the wall of fame, which is what I was after. Uh You also get 500 NT cash. If you fail... So you get the refund. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. You just get the reward money. because oh. you, Sorry, I misspoke. You don't pay up front. But okay. then if you lose, you have to pay 500 NT, which is expensive for a bowl of noodles. It is. It yeah. is. Um, and then, so how did how did you do? Well, so I went in with a Mexican friend because both of us were feeling really cocky. Yeah. We thought, okay. Well, oh, hubris. I, <laughs> uh, hubris doomed us totally. 
he was Mexican and he also liked spicy foods. I, well, Polish people aren't exactly known for eating spicy food, but I have been eating that since I was a kid. So mm. I thought ah, my tolerance is really good. We went in. He gave up after two bites. Uh, I two gave bites? up. Mm -hmm, two bites. Two bites was enough. Okay. How, how, how far did you make it? I made it halfway through. Okay. That's and then, impressive. Uh, no, I really shouldn't have. Like, really he was shouldn't. the smarter one. I really like the burn, you know, when you eat something spicy. So the burn in my mouth and my throat was not even the problem mm. when eating those noodles. It was the, the gut wrenching, literally pain in my stomach. Oh, it felt like it was being ripped apart from the inside. Oh. So uh, it was mala, uh, which is I feel like kind this of, is the same place then. But then again, then again, no, it can't be because yeah. I'll get into the new story about it later. Dawang, uh, that was called Dawang Malaga. Okay, no, that's Sorry. not right. I I said I will, I will advertise yeah. and then I didn't. Jendalari says Japanese tonkatsu ramen is love. It Ooh. is. It's, tonkatsu it's, is my favorite. It's delicious, kind. but not when you when it's like a spicy challenge. Hmm. Rashid Nas says hello. I'm Rashid Nas from Faisalabad, Pakistan. Good morning. Hello, Rashid. Uh, Nazir says, in my childhood, I only used to presume that noodles only have sweet taste, but later on, I was surprised to eat salty noodles from Saudi Arabia. Oh. I didn't really... You know what? Salty... Like, sweet noodles, I... Yeah, is there a sweet noodle variation in Taiwan? I know there's a cold noodle. Yeah, cold um, noodles are delicious. And that's... Yeah, the cold noodles are a thing. There I are sweet noodles in Poland. Um, people eat them with, like, uh, sweet cream and strawberries mm. and weird things Jendalari like says as someone who comes from a Mexican tradition family I know that hubris so 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 well <laughs> right. I mean yeah, I feel like especially among guys I have to yeah. say like n no man is willing to admit that they yeah. will not eat something you spicy. got the braggadocio no, of going. Course. okay yeah. so let me go back to this new story about okay so over the weekend this ramen chain they offer a very very spicy miso and um it's very, very spicy, but it's not a challenge. It's just uh -huh. like, if you like spicy, you can have it. And um, over the weekend, they were just like, we're not offering this anymore. Because <laughs> apparently someone, they had to call an ambulance for someone who tried it. Now, this ramen restaurant was just like, first of all, this is not a challenge. You do not get anything <laughs> if you finish it. Sir, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, you're doing like, it to we're yourself. We're not, so, not giving you anything. Literally, on their Facebook post where they're saying they're discontinuing it, they're just like, listen. No, no, they're discontinuing it? Yeah, they're discontinuing no. it. Because they're just like, we're tr when you have a good thing, we just want you to try the good thing, Aww. but you guys make it a challenge for yourself. And they say, this ramen restaurant says, every year there are about two to three people <laughs> <laughs> who they have to call an ambulance for because they just they they're too gung ho up about it. Why am I learning about this only now? Yeah, and they say they only sell they sell the uh the special spicy sauce, which is the added miso paste, for about thirty new Taiwan dollars, which is about <laughs> one U.S. dollar. And they say they sell it at cost because it's not enough to like mass produce, and it's just for you to enjoy. After the show, I have to get the name of the restaurant. Yeah, from get it. I I it's in Japanese. It's called Kinkobu, Kinkobo. Well, Sorry, yeah, King yeah. Kobo. And uh, yeah, dude, they're well, a very popular uh, uh, ramen chain. I've actually had them by proxy at a pasta restaurant that did mm -hmm. a collaboration with them, okay. which is interesting. But yeah, man, I am... Well, I have to say that I have learned nothing from my <laughs> experience uh, because I'm, I'm picking up a delivery of hot sauce uh, after work tonight. It's, it's already oh, at my local 7-Eleven. I'm, I'm, well, I'm getting Black Mamba. I don't, oh. uh, it's a hot sauce. Is brand it the hot from, ones one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know it's that a, one. It's a hot sauce from a um, popular YouTube show. Eswatni. 
It's, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. That's that's one of Taiwan's allies, isn't it? Yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And, and delicious sauce. So huh, more allies like that, please. And Setio Budiono says, hello from East Java. Hello, Setio. Um, Nazir C says, on both Muslim major festivals, noodles is one of the most important parts. Huh. Oh. That's very interesting. I, I don't, I'm sorry, Nazir. I don't really know too much about uh, Muslim culture, but feel free to share more. I'd love to learn more. Right. Well, whatever you do, don't overdo it with the spiciness. Take it from someone who considers himself a... a master of spicy food um you can hurt yourself uh, i think it's just hilarious how it's just like this this I'm not ramen restaurant is just like what are you doing this is not a challenge <laughs> like why do you do this to and yourself i'm not surprised like the restaurant i i did my challenge at also had people call an ambulance and and be transported off to the ho- to a hospital because they hurt themselves eating spicy noodles yeah um it is possible it is a it is a poison technically and then Capsaicin. they're just saying they might offer it in the future, but they're, you're going to need to sign a release form. I, I did have to sign a release Okay, as that's well, yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, election season, voting season, oh. actually, I should say. Um, Taiwan next month on December 18th, we're going to be voting mm-hmm. on a few referendums. Yes, uh, there are four issues. Go uh, for it. One is pork containing the... Uh, Feed additive ractopamine. Yeah. Um, that's for pigs. Uh, another is a question about referendums themselves, uh, whether or not they should be conflated with <laughs> uh, uh, national uh, elections, because there's a bit of controversy surrounding that. Mm. Um, what, what's, what's next? Uh, there's the coral, the, the reef, the algae oh, reef. Oh, right. Yes, the, the algae reef off Taiwan's uh, east coast, uh, west coast, yes. uh, the west coast, yeah. Uh, that is threatened by industrial development, and uh, there's also, um, sorry, uh, nuclear power. Nuclear power. Nuclear power. The obvious one. Yes. Yeah. Um, the fourth nuclear power plant, uh, which has been halted, the construction thereof. I mean, uh, for decades at this point, yeah. and some people want to restart it, which is. I mean, Taiwan kind also, of has a power crunch. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, also, let's say a hotly debated topic. Yes. At, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so it is, like I said, referendum season. Now, what happens is people get a little. People in Taiwan they're very involved with politics, which isn't a bad oh, yeah. thing. But it's also very pol- Taiwan's environment. The political atmosphere is also very polarized. Mm-hmm. So it's very much one of these things where it's just like, if I believe A then you have to believe B. And if you believe B, that means I believe A. And, um, well, Taiwan is also very, they get up in the voting season in that when it becomes, when its elections are near, billboards, posters, banners, they Trucks all go up. around Trucks. the city. And, uh, yeah, so there was a, um, so the At Power Democratic Progressive Party right now, they are saying that uh, they are, Against the referendums mm-hmm. that are yeah. coming up, right? Uh, they're urging people to vote uh, no four times yeah. on every issue. That's exactly. And then um, there was a banner that went up in Taipei's Datong district, which is kind of the central northern part of the city. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, this banner went up for only a few days before it was vandalized. Now, it was vandalized that it was torn down, like all of the p- parts that mm-hmm. that didn't that expressed 
going against the four referendums, they were all torn down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, So, Which is not a common thing in Taiwan, like political vandalism. Uh, not, yeah. Yeah, despite what you might have seen on TV, lawmakers like throwing punches each other. or throwing pig guts or stuff like that, it's not really a thing in Taiwan to do that. Yeah. And, um, but this is, yeah, so this is why this is kind of, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's out of the ordinary. And then mm-hmm. what they found was uh, the police got a call at 530 in the morning and people were just saying, well, um, there was some vandalism. And they found out that they reviewed footage and they saw that it was a middle-aged woman at around uh, 6 p.m. She kind of just started tearing off this banner, which was hanging outside of a parking lot, yeah. outside of a parking lot fence. And uh, they brought her in. And, you know, it's just that time of year. It's how people... In Taiwan, when they when, it, when it's election season, their convictions are there, their heads get hot, mm-hmm. and they I mean that's exactly why we have people fighting, duking it out in the legislature, right? Yep. One of Taiwan's claims to fame is just that they f- they fight in the uh, in the legislature, and this is kind of a way to express that they really care about the issues, right? Right. Yeah. When uh, I don't know if we should be saying this, but when the cameras aren't rolling, they're not fighting. They're not fighting. It's actually pretty that. tame. Yeah, it's pretty tame. They're all friends. They just need. It's performative. Um, there's another instance of referendum kind of uh, referendum mania. I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was this. There's this one legislator. His name is Wayne Chang. Uh, you know him. It's Jiang Wanan. Uh-huh, okay. And he was out on the streets. Uh, campaigning for the referendum and he is against he's the opposition right yeah so he wants all of the he wants people to vote yes on the referendums and the big issue that he was talking about is the ractopamine pork now like tomash said ractopamine is an additive added to pig feed that increase that encourages a leanness Leanness, and what that means is that you just it's easier to make pork Mm-hmm. Um, but there are concerns about what it does to the body and how problem it number one Taiwanese people love fatty pork. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah that's actually <laughs> like if you're gonna sell pork in Taiwan, it's gotta why be make it lean? Like save some money on ructopamine. It's ructopamine free. People don't want ructopamine, yeah. and it's super fatty, and people want fatty here. So uh, the thing is, he took to the streets, and his big uh, he was campaigning one morning at a local wet market, and then he was just saying, don't support the ractopamine pork imports. Yeah. And one lady actually came up to him and just started yelling at him. Can wow. you imagine just going up to your local legislator and just yelling at them? I dream about that. That happens a lot in <laughs> Taiwan, actually. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, that's what they're for. They are the they are representatives of people living in a certain area. Yeah. If I were living in that area and I had a problem with my representative, why not? Yeah. I mean... What you you took my vote? You got my vote, yeah. Yeah, that's so you should... what got you elected? But here's you that, have that, to listen to. That's what always what say. fascinates me, right? So when we when these officials are elected, they have a certain level of privilege, yeah, right. But at the same time, they are at the mercy of their voters. Yeah. So it's like they really have to ride this balance beam of just like I'm a lawmaker, which is a prestigious spot, but at the same time, my constituents are. I'm also. I have to answer to them, which yeah. is which is good, which is that, yeah, that, no. that, 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 that's a healthy democracy. Anyway, well, I mean, uh, don't assault them or anything, yeah. of course. But uh, I mean, just talking to them, even if when you're agitated and angry, pff, sure. Yeah. yeah, this woman, she went up to Wayne Chang, uh, legislator Wayne Chang, who was again lobbying against ractopamine mm-hmm. pork, and then she's just like, "Hey, wait a minute! First of all, Taiwan already imports ractopamine beef." Yes. And yeah, and then she's just like, if we can have beef that's ractopamine treated, why can't we have pork? Which is kind of a valid it is. valid response, right? Like 
if you're worried about ractopamine and what it does to the body, doesn't that, shouldn't that mean we should erase it across the board? And that's right. So she was just yelling at that, and then there's just this footage of just Wayne, just like he Chang, he's just like, he's like, oh, he's, oh, he's like, oh, this is happening. He's like, oh, I'm getting yelled at by by her. This is this is happening, and um. Yeah, he was asked to respond to the legislature. He was just like, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, I, I have no idea. Was he's just like, I, I. It was just one of those moments. I, I when, zoned out. When, when uh, did Taiwan start importing ructopamine treated beef? Oh, this was. I think this was back in the Mangjo era. This was. Right. This must have been back in like the 2010s, well, 2008s. That kind of solves the mystery of why Wayne Jiang is not talking about it. Yeah, looking at his political affiliation well unfortunately there is a lot of contrarianism uh between the two major parties in oh, taiwan definitely it's like, yeah if you believe something if you support something then i'm going to be against it even if that makes no sense or makes me look uh insincere or i mean you have to realize back when they were opposing ractopin back when the the kmt was in power the opposition yeah the at power party right now was the one that opposed ructopamine, right? Yeah. So this is this is this goes beyond. This isn't about. I don't want to. I don't want to sound bad. This isn't about ractopamine. Is right? not. It's, it's not, not about ractopamine. But yeah, the referendums are coming up. Yeah. Uh, the re- the referendums have been known to clog the voting system. So I'm well, not. So this is why one of the referendum questions is on whether referendums should be kept separate from mm. national elections because. Last time a national election and a sort of hotly contested referendum happened at the same time, the the lines were like two, three hours long yeah. uh, to the voting booths. Which, I remember if you live in the United States, might not be surprising, but if you're European, it's like what? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I remember I was when I did that vote. It was um, uh, I actually had to work that day, mm-hmm. so I just went in early, and I didn't have to wait that long, so it was all right. Okay. And then I uh. saw the news. I was like, oh, thank goodness, I went in early. All right, Tomas, let's talk about this last story where Taiwan has been selected to rep, uh, host World Pride 2025. Oh, yeah. Well, so Taiwan is, or specifically a city in Taiwan, Kaohsiung, um, the second biggest city, uh, will be hosting Ta- uh, World Pride 2025, which is great. I mean, Taiwan is very friendly or open to all kinds of um, sexualities, all kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan is the first country in and the only so far in Asia to have legalized same-sex marriage. Mm. But there is a problem with how they announced the fact that Taiwan will be hosting Oof. World Pride 2025. Well, I don't know if you have the Interpride tweet, is the but... tweet. The Interpride is the one that organizes right. this, right? And I'm going to read it through you. It says Interpride is excited to announce that Kaohsiung Pride in the region of Tai in the region of taiwan has won the bid to host world pride 2025 uh and they they originally said region of china Mm. and that gave people pause because we don't like it when we're referred to as a region of china or or well taiwanese people hate it when taiwan is referred to as the region of china or just the the region of taiwan or province of taiwan because this is exactly the kind of narrative that the Chinese regime in Beijing is trying to promote. Yeah. Um, you know what? In all fairness, they didn't say region of Taiwan, China. They just said region of Taiwan. But the implication right. was there. And uh, people just dogpiled on I mean, on no, that's, that's, that's enough. I mean, what? 
this is it's so unnecessary mm. um if i might steal stash's opinion yeah. for a second um because i mean just say taiwan yeah. you you don't have to say the country of taiwan the independent you don't have to take a, a political stance just like taiwan works fine I mean, why this is... go into this a region of taiwan and people a say province of taiwan they're doing that to appease a country that doesn't that, that doesn't even that doesn't support uh, support lgbtq least, plus rights at least from what i hear exactly like oh i i also don't get that when it comes to the vatican yeah like, all the toting oh. and for what yeah um so that is what's going on with like it's great that taiwan's gonna gonna host this world I'm very happy to hear that you know this world i'm less happy about of, the organization that does it now yeah but let People are not letting them get away with it. Nope. We just account, we're just holding people accountable. We're get just, in the comments. Right. Anyway, that's about all we have. That's about all the time we have for uh, this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thanks for joining us. Up next, I have for you hashtag uh, status update and hashtag Taiwan for Here in Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Tomas Kopper. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in the show, we take a look at trending topics online in Taiwan. We can take a look at YouTube videos, social media trends, or maybe a meme that's just circulating the internet. This week, though, we're going to be talking about the largest shopping day in the entire world. Now, I'm talking about largest shopping like retail, physical retail, or online shopping. And that day actually falls on November 11th each year, which is 11-11. And that stems from a Chinese holiday, which was originally about celebrating single people. So go figure. Anyway, I'm going to tell you about how this holiday has made its way to Taiwan and how it's impacted you know, society and how it's getting politicized. All that and more coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This episode will premiere on November 11th, 11-11. It just so happens that that day is an unofficial holiday in China called Singles Day. Unofficial as in the government doesn't give you a day off for it. Singles Day is as it sounds. It's a celebration for single people and it falls on November 11th because that date written out numerically looks like four people standing alone which is kind of sad. But like all good holidays, capitalism reared its head and said, hey, wouldn't it be great if this holiday were about spending money and buying things? So Singles Day just became another justification for people to spend irresponsible amounts of money on things they don't need. Single people. Who cares about them when you've got money to spend? Singles Day is a big deal. It's the largest physical retail and online shopping day in the world. But Leslie, why are we talking about a Chinese holiday? Shouldn't we be talking about something a little more, I don't know, Taiwanese? As I've mentioned in a previous episode of Hashtag Taiwan, anything that happens in China translates culturally and rather seamlessly over here. So, Singles Day has caught on in Taiwan as well. Many online shopping platforms came out with specialized 11-11 logos and deals well before the date itself. I myself scored a pretty sweet deal on some probiotics. Like I always say, the only thing better than gut health 
is gut health at a steep discount. There's a deal for everything from home appliances to, well, my probiotics. Here's the thing though, with so much shopping taking place online these days, that means there's a lot of logistics to take care of. Every year, pickup locations and post offices are inundated with so many purchases, and it all gets kind of chaotic. Employees at these spots are easily overwhelmed by the sheer volume of packages coming in in need of processing. This year though, amid heightened tensions with China, 1111 is getting political. So one Taiwanese internet user was looking to buy a product from a Chinese seller on Taobao, a Chinese shopping website. That person sent a message to the seller asking if they deliver to Taiwan. And then, seemingly out of absolutely nowhere, the seller goes on a rant about how Taiwan will one day reunify with China. Here's the conversation. Hello, can you ship to Taiwan? Is Taiwan reunified? Has it returned to China? Cocked eyebrow emoji. We don't deliver to Taiwan. You have to remember, Taiwan belongs to China. It'll return to China one day. When Taiwan reunifies with China, I'll give you free shipping. I'll pay for it. I'm sorry, so can I put in an order? I won't ship to Taiwan. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. We're all Chinese people. Okay, so just let me know if ordering ever becomes available. Don't think America will protect you. You have to believe in China. Now look, I know we're prone to talking about sovereignty on this show, but come on, man. I don't want to have to ask people to hold the tirade every time I buy something from a shop from now on. So let's take stock really quickly. So far, China and Taiwan have managed to politicize fruits, celebrities, and now shopping. What's next? The color of the sky? So, I don't know about you guys, but the recent political tensions rearing their head during uh, a holiday about shopping, which was originally about single people, seems kind of ridiculous to me, but that's just my takeaway. I don't know what you, how you guys feel about it. Let me know uh, on social media. You can find us on Taiwan Insider on Facebook or Radio Taiwan International. You can find us on YouTube at RTI English, or you can find us at Twitter on Taiwan Insider. Anyway, guys, I'll be back with a new episode of Hashtag Taiwan next week. And if you have any submissions that you'd like me to cover on Hashtag Taiwan, I always welcome that. I love hearing and interacting with you guys. Anyway, guys, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again very soon. This is Status Update. Hello there. You've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventrias. We're going to be getting to your letters that you write us and uh, tell us what programs you listened to in this past week and your thoughts and feelings about them, also how the reception was. But uh, before we do that in this show, we always like to preview, with, not preview, preface with a little bit of an update on our own status. Um, I, th I think that, you know, uh, we're on the way to being back to normal in terms of the pandemic, COVID. I think we've been back to normal. Yeah, but it's feeling more so now because um, I used to have my husband or my son take turns driving me to and from work. Mm. But now I've decided that I'm just going to take the MRT. It, you know, I get to do more exercising by walking to the station and everything. Mm. And I think the crowd is literally like back to normal. Oh, it's been I that mean, way. Yeah, you, but you I mean, <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but it's just like there's definitely a lot more people. It's like back to normal and everything. Yeah, and I'm fully vaccinated because, now. Because um, some time ago, I would take the MRT, but then 
uh, people were like, you know, uh, leaving a, a seat in between yeah, but people. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. But no, yeah. So it's like almost back to normal. And I've, I'm kind of happy about that, except the only thing I don't think we'll ever get rid of is masks. That's I, I'm all okay I with think. That. You're okay with that. I know, I know, I know. And it's like some people, I was talking to some friends last night. They were saying like, you know, they feel like so, it's like normal to wear masks now. Yeah. You know, it's like part of their lives and, and, and they feel fine about that. Whereas my daughter, the one who's a nurse, I mean, she's always been wearing masks. Yeah, so it's like it's no big really deal anything. for her, to, you know, wearing masks all the time. But uh, you know what? This is a side point. I mean, I, I feel sorry for those people who get rashes from wearing masks all the time because maybe they have like skin mm. allergies and things like that. But you have to, you know, leave them on. What, yeah. what do those people do? What Go can see they... a dermatologist. Oh. That, that's what I did. Oh, oh really? Yeah. You are? I did. Oh, you d- really? Mm-hmm. But you're all fine now? Yeah. Oh, Not gosh. You get this rash? It's I like, did. It's like itchy? Um, no. Can you ima- oh, red. okay. But Im- imagine that you, you, you get, you know, itchy and then you have to mask on. You can't take it off at all. Yeah. Well, you like, know, the only thing is... <laughs> dermatologists are doing well these days, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, I was thinking like, um, um, you know, at least if when my son or my husband would drive me to work, at least I get a breath of air when I get in the car. I, I take off my mask. Mm. But now it's like all the way I've got to have my mask on and I'm back to like feeling suffocating, you know. Yeah. But what can you do? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated now. So, so am I. Yeah. yeah. So it took yeah, forever, I know. but we finally got there. Right. Now I mean, we have to talk about booster shots. I've heard. I'm hearing. So. I know. I mean, are we going to be doing that here in Taiwan? I know yeah. that in the States they are, but oh, yeah. here too? Of course. It's going to have oh. to be everywhere because it's going to keep. I've heard stories now that are concerning that uh, where I'm from. Uh, that they're finding it in populations of of wild deer. What? It's like a reservoir animal, and that it could mutate among deer and then cross back over into humans. So we're never uh, going to be rid of this thing. Well, There's lots of deer where I'm from. So. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I and I thought the booster shot is optional. No, I think it's not going to be. Oh gosh. Ah, you got a few months. Okay. I think after a while. When we're used, when this is all, we're used to this being just a part of life. They're gonna, yeah. there won't be any more vaccine shortages because they'll be prepared. Right. To give, they have know how many people they have, how often they need a booster shot, and and it's like they can prepare for that. We're gonna be getting the shot like every year, kind of thing, just like the flu shot. Well, I, I think mean, it's every six months is what they're saying for COVID. What? Yeah. Every six months. Oh yeah. <sighs> You're so much more up to date on this kind of thing. I'm just thinking like, well, okay, um, and. The thing is, uh, I see that now that we've loosened a lot of restrictions, and the latest is, you know, about the Chinese New Year uh, holiday that's coming up. That's going to be a mess. And I know. Because that's and, the time when people, well, they used to travel. I'm not right. sure if how many are going to be coming back this year from overseas. I Yeah, you're right. I'm probably not as high because a number as before, but the thing is be... that there are definitely going to be people who want to come home for yeah. One of the probably one of the probably I, the biggest holiday. My worry is that that's going to be Chinese. where things fall apart and we're no longer back to normal. We're back to square one. That's because the the restrictions are not as going to be as tight as they are now for quarantine. But I think it's only just seven days and then seven days at your home. Yeah, but I mean, but you can't monitor what people are doing. But if they're really quarantining, or but you know what? It's more complicated. 
I mean, if I was someone who's thinking about, I probably won't travel just because it's more complicated. And I can see why after thinking about it, um, because we're loosening up and that means everybody's slacking off and you've got to have these restrictions. I mean, not restrictions, like measures that you have to follow. So one thing is that uh, those who intend to travel back here to Taiwan for Chinese New Year's, they would have to have received, you know, the full vaccine. That means two vaccine shots. I think if you're outside of Taiwan, that's not an issue. It's here that we're having shortages. Right, right, right. Okay. So, and then, and then at least two weeks prior to arrival in Taiwan. And so they're calling it the seven plus seven plus seven plan, because what you do is that you spend the first seven days in a quarantine hotel, and then you spend the next seven days quarantining at your home, you know, and then final seven days, you kind of like self-monitor your own health. Okay. Now, the thing is that uh, you have to take a PCR test of after arriving in Taiwan. Twice. Uh, both. Right. One day be, uh, before moving from the quarantine hall to the next uh, location and one day before ending the home quarantine period. And the visitors would have to take a COVID-19 rapid test 10 days after arrival. And so thing. it's a lot of tests. And here's the thing. The holiday is just like in Taiwan, at least just one week at, or a little yeah. bit more than that. So by the time you've gone through all that, the holiday's over and you've got to go back. I know. But, you know, it's a big deal to Taiwanese families. I mean, yeah. it's like the biggest holiday has, at the whole two, Chinese-speaking who has two community. Weeks, who has two weeks off before the holiday to quarantine like that? They are willing to take days off from the work to do that. That's a lot I of mean, days. I know it is. But, you know, um, and, and then uh, and then when you quarantine at home, the, the person, the traveler must have their own room to stay in. And no one besides the residents, the original residents of the house is allowed in the in the house at the same time. And all the family members in the house must be fully vaccinated for at least 14 days. And then the family members should also carry out self-health management during this time and must pay for COVID-19 rapid tests on the third and seventh day after the visitor arrived at the house. It's a lot. <laughs> it's so much more complicated, yeah. you know. And then you have to pay for your yourself for these tests. They're not cheap, and mm. you know. Well, you got to pay for your quarantine hotel as well. Yeah. The government's not paying. For I was that. thinking, like, this is a lot more complicated. If I were someone thinking about, I probably would just cancel the whole idea. Next year, yeah. Ah, but then, like I said, after thinking about it, I can see why, you know, because. Everybody's slacking off and, you know, you've got this whole influx of people, you know, coming, want to come home for the holidays. It's still a few months and away. And yet, not, well, time flies, <laughs> but still, but still, you know, and it's like, and, and like, you know, yeah. Stash, he's thinking about traveling yeah. and, um, and he's, he's already. I don't, I don't know if he still is though, because of all, all the he? crazy stuff that he's going to have to do when he comes back. I know. Well, the, the biggest problem is that, you know, he's, he can't book a quarantine hotel on the way back here. And so, like, I think the last thing I heard him before leaving work last night, I heard him saying something about Tainan, that he probably is going to have to be quarantined in Tainan instead. That's a lot. Well, all the Taipei ones are, well, well, probably, well, you can take the... Um, no, you know, no public transport. You got to take a taxi. <gasps> That's a long taxi ride. Oh, yeah, you're That's right. That's five or six hours. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because, right, right, right. If you're, if you're, you know, require, if you're in quarantine, you can't take any public that's transportation. A, that's, that's five or except six hours. Except for taxis that are allocated for this. Oh. That's a lot, that's a lot, an expensive taxi ride. Tainan, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'd been thinking about this trip, you know, for a long while. He's in, like, you know, arranged all his new shifts. I know I'm covering, you know, a couple of new shifts for him anyway. But, wow. I don't know. I'll, I'm going to find out from him the latest. I know he's like, you know, like 
getting a headache over all this, you know. It's yeah, it is complicated. Uh, I would say just uh, wait till next year and see what happens. Mm, because I don't know. Yeah, that's why he was like the first in the English service to get vaccinated, the first shot. He yeah. was the very first because well, he, he was, was planning this trip. You well, know, he, he was the oh, first because he was the only one who knew that you could back uh-huh. then. I thought that you had to wait, oh. and back that was before the shortages kicked in, so you, anyone could get one. Right, right. And that quickly changed. That quickly changed, yeah. And that he was the only one, yeah. Who, who so got just it. after he got it, it changed, and it, it was too late for yeah. everyone else. But that was it. Was only then that we found out that you could have done it in the first place. So. Right. And he paid himself that yeah. for that one. Well, I don't you know. think it's expensive. Yeah. No. No. Not not for these uh, vaccine shots. No. But anyway. Ah, so um, anyway, so that's the latest in Taiwan. Yeah, we'll and see how long this normality are... <laughs> lasts. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing too is that I just had a friend who was in the UK mm. um, for about a month. And, and she just came back and she just finished her quarantine. And she said that one of her relatives in the UK got COVID. Yeah. And, and I think, Oh, wait. Anyway, I think somebody else that I know got, you know, whose mom got COVID. But, you know, she said that, wow, this is closest ever, you know, someone I know who got COVID. Yeah. And you're thinking that if people are still are, are still getting COVID, like who have been very, very careful. Yeah. It means that, I don't know, it just means that people are slacking off. And and, or it means that the Delta variant is a really dangerous thing. Well, I don't know. It spreads if very they easily. Got it takes the, very uh, little, Delta. I don't think. But uh, yeah, so things like that, you know, we we, we still really need to follow yeah. the government's regulations. Well, yeah, I I, I don't foresee and this uh, post lunar New Year season being so good. So we better enjoy right. it while we, while it's still okay here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, wash your hands often, wear your masks, and um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to the letters. Right. And uh, as always, we always love to get your letters and read them on air just to know what programs you listen to and how is our listening condition. Um, if you're planning on writing a letter right now and letting us know what you think about, I mean, about our programs, our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember that you can always leave us a comment on YouTube or Facebook. That's right. We love those comments, too. Okay, I have a letter here from Sunil Deep, who is writing us from India, and it says here, Hi, here's a letter from your old friend in India, um, a listener since 1980, once again. This is my regular monthly report of your station, which I hope will be very useful to the technical department. I'm sending here with two reception reports for, um, oh, you said the month of June? Okay. Uh, sorry, but I'm only just getting this email now. And I uh, would appreciate two QSL cards. No problem. We always do that when we receive your letters. Um, I would be pleased to stand as an official monitor for your station in 2022. Well, um, yes, it is near year end. And this is a time when we, you know, thinking about new monitors for our uh, station. So um, keep you posted then. Um, it says here, now the frequency of 50, uh, 15320 kilohertz is showing good signals. And um, jamming is completely disappeared at 0300 uh, UTC. One of the best frequencies is actually 9405 at 1600 hours with very good signal strength. My day starts with RTI programs 
And it's been like that for the past 41 years. Well, thank you so much for being such a faithful listener. Um, Status Update is presented in such a way that it makes the listener a full entertainment program. This program also gives an opportunity for listeners and broadcasters to know each other every week. I'm still enjoying the classical music on Just the Classics. Well, actually, we've ended that show, and now it's taken over by Behind the Beats by Emma Benek. Um, then still the COVID situation in Corella State is not showing any expected reduction. Schools and colleges are open with much care, keeping all precautions in place, but still we're worried about the situation. I've seen you have done a lot of preventive measures in your country against the virus. And, oh, it says here, kindly answer the following question. Is cinema theaters opened in Taiwan? Yes, they have. For and a actually, while. I mean, I mean, they were yeah. closed. They were closed. But, were, uh, but oh, yeah, but yeah, right. It's been now. open for a while. Um, now there's definitely a lot more people showing up at the theaters, but mm. uh, you have to put your mask on the whole time. Yeah, I think a lot of people I know just continue to watch films at home. Right. Actually, they are starting to sell popcorn. I was at the theaters just uh, the other day huh. and drinks and popcorn. So, yes, you're supposed to take off your mask, eat a popcorn, but put your mask back on. But, yeah, so it's that's what I meant. It's just mm. like, you know, pretty, pretty much on the way back to normal but still we need to be we need to have we need to take precautions definitely okay so that was um oh it says wish good health well same to you my best wishes and good luck to shirley and john thank you so that was against the deep of india we've got a letter here from roger tidy writing to us from london it says hello again my final report for the outgoing month is for your broadcast of october 31st internet audio was excellent with no buffering Programs heard, Newsmakers, Taiwan Brain Games, Curious John, Ear to the Ground, and Feast Meets West. Under comment, it says, the broadcast kicked off with Newsmakers, presented during the first half by Stash and then the second half by Tomash. The two subjects covered were the recall of a legislator from the Taiwan State Building Party and the amazing, amazing Audrey Tang, about whom I have heard a lot in the past concerning her work as Taiwan's digital minister. The next program was the mini-feature Taiwan Brain Games, which asked the team questions about some of Taiwan's unusual temples. This was an interesting and fast-paced feature, but as is often the case, it contained visual references that could not be accessed by radio listeners. The next program on the menu was the best, as far as I'm concerned. I'm talking here about Curious John, which this time delved into the ongoing story about Taiwan's close friendship with Lithuania, which, in defiance of Chinese pressure, has recently agreed to the opening of a Taiwanese representative office. As part of this program, John interviewed the head of a Lithuanian chocolate company, that has recently been been enjoying booming sales in Taiwan. Uh, we've enjoyed it here at the office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we bought some too. Remember those chili ones? Uh huh. Whose people I, I, clearly yeah. appreciate Lithuania's friendship with their country. Next up on this day's broadcast was Ear to the Ground, featuring a department store in Taipei where the clock outside the building plays the song It's a Small World Every Hour, accompanied by a display of figurines representing the peoples and cultures of the world. This series of programs, which every week has something interesting to present, never becomes boring and is an excellent example of the creative use of radio. The final program in today's broadcast was Feast Meets West. The theme this time was Halloween, and not surprisingly, pumpkins featured prominently in the program. I was especially interested in the segment where Andrew spoke about the health benefits of pumpkin seeds, which he says contain several health-giving minerals such as magnesium and zinc. This is good news for my wife, who often eats pumpkin seeds, although I never eat them myself. <laughs> Best wishes, Roger Tidy. All right. Well, thank you so much for all the letters, and that's it for this week's uh, Status Update. Do keep writing us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. We'll always want to know. So the address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember that you can always reach us and leave us a comment on Facebook and on YouTube. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye for now. Ellie, cool, ellie, cool, ellie, cool, ellie, cool.
the latest RTI news, programs, previews, and more on our website, english.rti.org.tw. This is Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.